going on yo welcome back to conspiracy fears and mysteries and yes i'm back i'm back and I'm, and and i just finished my final test last week and finally i'm able to start putting together my schedule you know friday upload and all that good stuff because school had me going crazy school had me going crazy i was like oh my god oh my god i couldn't even read or do anything you know what i mean so I thought I'd uh, make, you know, kind of come back to get my momentum going again. Not kind of come back. Come back to get my momentum going. But, um, you know, so, yes, I'm back. Um, I still got another two weeks of school, but I'm done with testing and all that stuff. So this is just all downhill now. It's just I see the light. You know what I'm saying? Hope everybody's doing good, man. Hope everybody's doing great. I'm doing good. I feel good. Like I said, that I finished. And you know, uh, before we start talking about what we start talking about though, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to, say, <laughs> so I was in the living room. I was in the living room earlier, uh, watching. My wife fell asleep during the movie, of course, but and my kids too. It's late though, but um, we were watching Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yes, the Temple of Doom. That's part two, I believe. And I was watching out Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom came out what in eighty four sometime in the eighty eighty four between eighty four and eighty seven, right? That's when it came out. And uh you know, we were watching it. And I was thinking to myself, Oh my god, like that movie today, a lot of the movies, but that in particular because we were watching it, would not make it would cause backlash like crazy. It wouldn't make it today. Like, if it was made today, just like the way they did it in 84, you wouldn't enjoy it. You wouldn't enjoy it. You're not going to make it. And nothing like that. Now, I'm a, I'm a fan. I love old movies. I'm an 80s baby. I was born in 1980. You know, I watch all the old things. I love old horror movies. I love 70s, 80s, 90s movies, you know, before they got really crazy. Um... I watch all that. I love all the classics, man. Love them. Love gangster movies. One of my favorite things is gangster movies. I'm going to start talking about gangsters in this podcast, too, though. I'm gonna add that. I don't know where that fits in Conspiracy Fears and Mysteries, but I'm going to start adding the gangsters in there. But we were watching the movie, right? And I was saying that movie would not make it. I'm going to tell you why. A lot of anti-woke things were happening in there. A lot of things that the the whatever you want to call them, whatever the social justice warriors, the woke warriors, the... You know, the woke brigade or the, the, I don't know, the people who like to point fingers that everything's offensive would eat up. All right. And I wrote down some of the things. Um, It was like five things that, 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 and that's because I wrote that down off the bat. And that shows you, like, I, like t towards the end is when I thought about this. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to talk about this in the podcast. Um, but let me tell you some things I wrote down. Like, for example, there's a lot of anti- Ethnic, or there's, nah, I don't know if it's, I want to say, because I'm not a just worried by any stretch of the word, any by any means necessary. Um, anti, like a lot of ethnic stuff, ethnic, anti-ethnic things, or things that would be like, you know, like, oh, 
Oh, okay, look, you know, first of all, the the protagonist, the lead character is white, is a white man, middle-aged white man. That's already bad. That's not going to fly in 2019, right? Also, um, he's not going to be the lead. He's not going to be the focus. And if he is the focus, he's the bad guy, right? So what else? Um, and there's a lot of like, so that protagonist is involved in, you know, he's the hero, whatever. But a lot of anti-ethnic, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like things. For example, you know, he has the little Asian boy who's with him that he saved or whatever because his family got killed and blah, 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 and part of whatever. So, you know, that's his sidekick who helps him, right? Um, but there's a part where he says, like, I forgot what it was. They were stepping. I remember it was something about, well, it's not fortune cookies or, or, or something like that. Now, I still enjoy the movie. I don't care. I enjoy all the movies. I don't take anything. I'm not one that melts over any words. I don't melt over words. You know, nobody is a witch. Nobody's a magician or a wizard. You're not going to melt me with words. So, um, you know, he said something about fortune cookies, man. And I was dying. And it was like, and let, this is how you know we're so... The mind frame where we're at right now with the woke movement and all that stuff and with the with the social justice shit because when I heard that I immediately was like oh my god like I don't I wasn't offended but I was like oh man you know when back in the day that wouldn't even been a thing you know also um of course you got the female in distress that wouldn't fly today you got the you got a female in in stress she she she's not the She's not smart. She's not the the one kicking ass. She hits people here and there. She's scared. She's actually, she's like really girly, you know what I'm saying? Ah, you know, uh, diva. She's actually a diva. She's a singer in, in, in a club. She's rich, all that stuff. She really is a diva, but she's acting like a diva, and that wouldn't fly today. You know, they'd be like, oh, you know the Twitter would blow up with feminists. Um... <laughs> There's a part I was laughing because the part when they're on the bridge and the white and the the you know they're being chased by the he's being chased by the dude with swords they cross the bridge and then the you know the bad guy comes catches the girl and the guy on the other side and then you know uh, Indy's like he gets on you know he he fights two of them then, he's, then he goes to he goes he's like ah he tries to pull off the old part one thing with the gun but he realizes oh man I don't I don't have the gun so it's not cool I can't do it again so anyway he realizes oh my god there's a whole bunch of them so he runs then he's on the bridge in the middle you know which part I'm talking about it's it's a big part of the movie so <laughs> when you know after they knock down the after he knocks down the bridge and they're hanging and these guys are throwing arrows, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, he, he he's already he, he's already cut the bridge. And uh the woman and, and the little and the little boy were hanging from the thing and I, I think they already bro yeah, they yeah, they had climbed up so they were you know, they were safe. But Indy's hanging in with the bad guy and his goons, the bad guy's goons, are throwing arrows at him. He they they throw the arrows at him. <laughs> And all of a sudden, you see this, uh, like, modern army, you know, Indian army, Western, uh, East Indian army, you know, from India. The Indian army come, you know, and they have their guns, but they're led by a white guy. 
that wouldn't fly today. Somebody would say something. I never even noticed this. When I, when I first saw it, I you know, oh my God. And then the last scene, the last scene, uh, one of the last scenes where he's like, you know, hey, we're going to Delhi or wherever the hell we're going. And she's like, I'm not going anywhere with you. And grabs her by the face. Just the fact that he was standing uh, on a little hill on a little, I don't know what he was standing on, but he was like a little bit taller than her and he grabbed her by the chin. That would have caused outrage. I promise you, in 2019, that would have caused outrage. And then, and then he he when she tries to walk away, he grabs his whip and he and he ties it around her waist and he pulls her towards him. All right, and I'm looking at this like this shit would not fly in 2018. These people would have a field day, a field day on Twitter. I mean, they will be, man, they'll be freaking. Oh man, they would try to ban it and cancel this, and they would try to ban Spielberg and cancel cancel everybody's life. They'll, they'll try to cancel credit cards from these actors. I mean, they'll cancel. They'll try to cancel everything, man. It was crazy. I was like, wow, we cannot even enjoy a movie in 2019. You can't enjoy a movie. You can't. You can't enjoy, especially if you're watching an older movie, because you know the older movies. You know this when this movement when this thing wasn't like. The way it is now, um, when society wasn't like that, you know, yeah, there was an issue, but we we actually enjoyed movies. Like you could sit there with anybody, and anything could happen in the movie. We enjoyed it. It didn't matter. You know what I mean? We enjoyed the movie, but now you can't enjoy movies. You know what I mean? Because just the movement is ridiculous, bro. I can't. I I I can't watch movies with everybody. You know what I mean? So, but anyway. Oh man, let me let me get to this. Let me get to this. So today, man, I wanted to get back and I what I did was I actually got a list. I went to um fastcompany.com, uh fastcompany.com, uh true crime stories and there's an article in Fast Company. Uh, five true crime stories that are way more interesting than another Ted Bundy movie. Uh okay. So the article reads, uh Hollywood is obsessed with true crime and with and that's true. And with rehashing the same stories, here are some less notorious cases that we'd love to see get adapted. Um, I like to do a lot of times. Yeah, I know I've done Ted Bundy and I've done the bigger guys, but I like to do the serial killers that haven't been done. I like to talk about some of those that aren't normally talked about. You know, the ones that you got to go to YouTube and see somebody talking about. Because... We normally we tend to always go towards Ted Bundy and and uh, you know like just a lot of a lot of the regular guys. They're like okay, it, and I you know I hate to say this you know because there's victims involved this, but it's getting boring. You know what I'm saying like the same people over and over. They they make the movies from the same people over and over. You know what I mean? So, um, but anyway. So, let's start with number one. Or, I don't know what particular order they're in, but whatever. Oh, my God. Do you see this camera? Uh, I'm not even going to talk about that. But anyway, Mary Bell, the 11-year-old serial killer. So, in Britain in 1968, 11-year-old Mary Bell strangled two young boys in the span of two months. Bell came from a broken home with a teenage sex worker for a mother and an active criminal for a father. Jesus, you you see, okay, when she and her an accomplice, 
and her accomplice, Norma Bell, no relation, were arrested by police not long after the second murder. Mary reported replied, that's all right by me. During the trial, Norma appeared distraught. Mary, on the other hand, has said to have been defiant, showing zero remorse. Court psychiatrists described her as intelligent, manipulative, and dangerous. Norma was found not guilty, while Mary was found guilty of manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility. She served 12 years briefly escaping prison at one point and was granted... What? How old was she? Wait, she was 11? She did... Oh, okay, she was 23 when she... I was like, she she escaped at 12? Um, <laughs> what the fuck? What, did they leave her at a McDonald's prison? She served 12 years briefly escaping prison at one point and was granted an anon, uh, anonymity and the new name upon her release. She gave birth to a daughter and was reported in 2008 in 2009 that she had become a grandmother. Oh my god. Wow. I mean she was 11, she strangled two young boys in the span of two. she strangled it could have just oh man, but you know, look. This brings me to something like I said before and I always and I'll continue to say every single killer i don't care how normal their life was or you think it was or they say it was if you dig deep you will find at a minimum one sexual incident sex seems to be the um the catalyst maybe no 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 not that's not Sex seems to be the common denominator in most, I'm going to say 95% of the murders and anything that has to do with true crime that um, that I talk about, that anybody talks about. If you, if you go back, if you're able to go back on any of these criminals, um, you know, any people who, you know, commit these crimes... Life, go back and you will see, and I promise you, you will find something. You will find anything. And this brings me to something that happened. Um, that's had well, people are talking about now as of the date of this podcast is uh, the child, for example, in Texas, the one that they're calling the child with where the father doesn't want the mom, he lo he. They granted custody to the mom, but then they reversed it where she wanted to give him anti hormone stuff. Whatever. I'm not gonna get into the whole politics of that. Um, I I don't think you should give a seven year old anything that he doesn't need here that he or she does not need. Let them grow up. Let them make that decision on themselves, and then you can go ahead and do it when they can rationalize. But anyway, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, when that situation, let's just say, and it could go either way. Let's say they they you know they went with the first uh you know the first verdict whatever that where the mom gets for custody she could do whatever the hell she wants with, with with the boy if she wants to put horse tranquilizers in him she can so she pumps him full of anti whatever the kid is like okay I'm a girl I'm a girl I'm a girl mommy says I'm a girl mommy says I'm nice as a girl blah, blah, blah. grows up and says you know what I feel like a like a boy, but now his mind is, you know, he becomes a teenager as he's growing up, 
he start. What if he says, "Oh my God, I'm not really a girl," but he's already taken all these. And now he has all these problems. It's gonna be hard to reverse things. He's got he's has problems with his penis and things like that with his his uh hormones and all this. Now he's got an issue. So what happens is a lot of things can happen from here. He can have a chemical imbalance in in his brain uh, from all the all the chemicals that are pumped into his body. He can have uh, you you gotta deal with bullying. You know there's gonna be bullies. Um, mo- uh, most likely they could be bullies, right? Um, I mean, you know, he's not going to be able to have, if, if, let's just say he goes through the hormone things, then he decides now, well, he's a man who looks really feminine right now. So he's never going to, he's not going to look like a man. You know what I mean? He's going to look, always, 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 he's always going to look like a young boy. If, if, at, you know, at the most or really feminine. And let's say he doesn't want that. Let's say he's just a you know, boy. He's a man. You know, he, I, I, I want to be a boy. So now what you're breeding is a, is is uh, you're messing with somebody's psyche, somebody's me- mentality, right? And this is where these people come from. This is where people who do these crimes come from. Is, and this is something sexual, <laughs> okay? You change somebody's sex. You're trying to change somebody's sex. Who at the time... Seven years old, it's like, no, you know, um, this brings me to that movie, um, <laughs> Adam Sandler movie, with uh, where he was the young dad, where he had sex with the teacher and he had a son, and his son was uh, that guy, I forgot his name from Saturday Night Live, um, from uh, uh, that that funny police show. Uh, anyway, and and he's like, he's like. I was overweight and whatever, you know. And he's like, I had diabetes when I was young. His son was telling him. He was like, he's like, why'd you give me so much candy? He's like, because you wanted it. You know, <laughs> you said you wanted candy. So I just gave it to you. He's like, but you're a parent. You're supposed to, you're supposed to decide for me. I can't decide that that brings me, you know, like, he's right. <laughs> you know, it's a comedy, but he's right. You can't decide at that age. You just can't. You just, you, you have to be guided. You know, that's why parents are there, to guide until you get to an age where you can be like, hey, this, 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 okay. And for some reason, that's when parents want to, no, no, you're not going to do this. No, you got to do that the whole life, and then when they get older, then you let them go. You let them do whatever they want. But anyway, that breeds serial killers, I'm telling you. I'm not saying that particular thing. I'm not saying if, let's say, this boy really thinks that he's a girl, whatever, then whatever. Do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Um... You know, then then he'll be fine. But if he doesn't, then he's like, oh, man, why they give me all this? Blah, 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 whatever. So, anyway, the next murder, man. Or the next, Jesus, the next uh, crime. The murder of Angela Samota. Texas Texas. Texas college student Angela Samota was raped and stabbed to death in her apartment in 1984. Again, sex. Her case went cold until her friend and roommate, Sheila Waisaki, decided that that was unacceptable. While watching the O.J. Simpson trial a decade after Samota's death, talk of using DNA samples caught her attention. Knowing there was blood and semen collected from the Samota case uh, uh, crime scene, Oisaki called police insistently, asking them to take another look at her friend's case. She got nowhere and decided to get her private investigator license so she could get access to the samples herself. In 2006, Moisaki finally convinced the police to reopen the case. It took two years to process the DNA, but in the end, it matched with Donald Bess, a convicted rapist who was found guilty and sentenced to death. 
Why Sucky's still working as a private investigator. See? Again, sex. And if you look back at the guy who... Uh, Donald Best is Donald Best guy. I promise you there was something that happened in his past. Uh, you know. That uh, was sexual. So, next one. The Old Lady Killer. Between 1998 and 2006, professional wrestler Juana Barraza murdered around, wow, 48 elderly women in Mexico. She flew under the radar for so long because no one suspected a woman to be the culprit. Look at that. Look at that. See? Score one for feminist. She pled guilty to one murder and denied the rest. When asked what her motive was, she simply replied, I got angry. Barraza grew up in a poverty-stricken village near Mexico City. Her defense lawyer claimed that her alcoholic mother gave her away to a man in exchange for three beers when Barraza was 12. The criminologist assigned to the case asserted that Barraza targeted older women because she identified them with her mother. Mmm. Mmm. Her mom gave her away to a man who probably raped her. Who probably sexually assaulted her. Made her life hell. So every time she saw an old lady, reminded her of her mom. See what I'm saying? This, oh, the common denominator. They, nobody murders. Nobody becomes a serial killer for money. Like nobody becomes a serial killer for money. You know what I mean? The exception is the, the mob. I just thought about that. Uh, like uh, Richard Kuklinski, but the but. With rich, you know, with those guys, I mean, murder is murder, okay? Killing's killing. There's no like, oh, this one's, the, you know, it's, it's kind, of, it's like not, it's, it's not so. With these people, it's really personal. It's really, you know, murders are a little as far as gruesome goes, you know, because with the mob, they, they, they shoot them, or you know, they stab them, or they, whatever, you know, and that's about it, you know what I mean? But these, these people, they're, they're taking people apart and. There's rape involved a lot of times, and there's this, and there's decapitation, and they add a lot of extra sauce, you know, to the to the linguine. But anyway, next one is the man who almost got away with murdering his family. John Liz killed his three kids, wife and mother, 1971, inside their New Jersey mansion. The family was a bit reclusive, and List had skipped town following his crime. So the bodies weren't discovered until a month later. Liz disappeared for 18 years and remarried, but was finally captured with the help of an episode of America's Most Wanted. He claimed that he killed his family because they were under crushing debt from the house and medical expenses. From a house dog? Just sell it. A psychiatrist who testified in the trial said Liz saw only two choices, go on welfare or send his family to heaven. It was later discovered that the very house that burdened List had a skylight that was rumored to be in it. Original from Tiffany, uh, worth more than enough to make up for any financial strain. It's unclear if List knew of his near priceless treasure. He died serving five consecutive life sentences without parole in 2008. Wow, this guy was gone. Wow. This guy was gone for that long. That's crazy. Oh, my God. I, I remember seeing that show. I remember that seeing that show. Ooh, I remember this one. 
Okay, the Florida Lotto murder of Abraham Shakespeare. The Florida Lotto murder of Abraham Shakespeare. I think I spoke a little bit about this in uh, one episode somewhere. I don't remember if it was in the other podcast or this one. But I spoke about this. Um, in 2006, Abraham Shakespeare brought a lotto ticket in Florida and won the 30 million jackpot. At first, he was very generous with his friends and family, but soon started to feel like he was being used. A woman named Dee Dee Moore offered to help him manage his money. She wound up swindling him into giving her control over all of his assets. After a few weeks of not hearing from Shakespeare, his family grew concerned and attempted to reach him. Moore forged a letter to his family, reassuring them that he was okay. The problem was, Moore didn't know that Shakespeare was illiterate. The police were notified, and they found Shakespeare's body buried on Moore's property. This is incredible. Wow. I think that was the last one. Yeah. So, with this case here, um, this isn't a... There's been stories on this, you know. You find them, you can find them pretty much everywhere. It's on YouTube, you can find them. I've I saw this story years ago before YouTube. Um, so well, yeah, before it was on YouTube. So with things like this, with that last one with Shakespeare, where he won the lottery, and it says one thing that caught me here is uh, it says he was very generous with his friends. Um, this is what, this case right here is one of the, um, one percent, uh, not one, probably 5% that the underlying, uh, motive is in this, like, well, the, the beginnings of this wasn't exactly sex. This one was straight money, but of course, if it, if it, if it was sex, there'd, there'd be more bodies or it'd be more, um, gruesome. But anyway, he was generous with his friends. Uh, when you, people, people are under the impression that, you know, I, I hate hearing, keep it real. I I know, I keep it real, okay? But th this is what I mean. This is what I mean. I, kinda, I, I just contradict myself. Keeping it real is, is good, okay? You got to keep it real. To a certain extent. You know what I'm saying? To me, I'm going to keep it real. If I win $30 million, I'm moving out of my neighborhood. And I'm going to cut a lot of people off. I win that kind of money. And I've got to surround myself with people who have that kind of money. You know what I'm saying? Now, I know what you're saying. Wow, man. You're going to change? Yes, you have to change. The, the, you have to change. Right. When you get promoted in a job, what do you think a lot of jobs, a responsible job will move you to another place where it's not your peers that you're leading because they know that you have to change. It's going to be hard to change when you were part of the peers that were maybe, you know, when you were your peers, you complain about the, the management. Well, now you're the management. They're going to expect you to always have their back, which is you supposed to. But, you know. Give them special favors and things like that. You that's what you have to change. You have to change. Um, you don't want to win thirty million dollars. For example, I grew up on the hood, in, uh, on the hood, in the hood, right? Um, it was you know I went to school in schools that were like you know, in the real hood. So, um, 
you know, and where I grew up, you know, people hung out with all my boys. I did, I did tons of hood shit, you know, um, you know, a lot of stuff that that shouldn't, that I shouldn't have done, but I did, you know, I was a teenager, whatever, you know, what I mean, I was growing up. Then I went to the army, blah blah. So when I came back, I went back to visit. I remember, like uh, I was like four years into the army, you know, I'd been all over the world already. I already had two deployments. Um, I been to this was back in ninety nine, two thousand. I so I I joined in ninety nine. I came back in two thousand. What time I came back? I came went to Kosovo, then went to Iraq. I came back like in two thousand four for a visit or whatever. I went to my own neighborhood, and uh, I was with some friends, right? Old friends. They were still in the neighborhood, and these dudes were still doing the same thing. We went to uh, went to a club, whatever. Um, I hung out like one day, and it was a lot of things. I remember that, that they wanted to do that I just couldn't mess with. I'm just, I'm just like, I don't do that anymore. Man. I don't even, I don't. I don't do stuff like that, you know what I mean? These guys were still talking about, yo, I got beef with this dude, and, you know what I'm saying? We're going to go and handle this and do that, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you crazy? You know what I mean? I don't even, I don't even, I don't even smoke bud anymore. I don't smoke weed. You know what I mean? Um, I stopped that shit, shit before I even joined because I had to. You know what I mean? I was like the hell man these dudes still doing the same thing like i could not hang out with them i did for i did for a couple hours because you know but after that, i was like nah man i ain't coming back here i ain't even i i remember well we didn't have cell phones you know the cell phones wasn't a thing so i wasn't carrying a cell phone but i didn't even give them any contact info i think i gave them an email so maybe i may have given them an email maybe but that's about it but i didn't even or or uh was it a myspace at the time, but I did, I didn't, um, nah, man, I, I could, you know, you gotta change, you gotta change, is it, look what happened, he, you know, he tried, I, I remember this story, he gave a lot of money to people in the hood, even people he didn't know, people who weren't his friends or anything, you know what I'm saying, um, you know, people who wouldn't, normally would not talk to him, you know what I mean, he gave money to and he should, what he should have done was taken his family, his you know his family, his mom, you know whatever, whatever, you know, people that were close to him, people that really did love him, people that he knew really did love him, that he he dealt with, you know, obviously his mother, his you know father, whatever. Um, look at those people laughing in the back. I bet you have those people don't even know him. Um, you know his brother, whatever. You know, take him. You know, you take them and, you know, you could take care of them. You go buy your mom a house, whatever, you know. But first thing you should do is get a financial advisor. But anyway, that's either here nor there. Um, his financial advisor ended up killing him, you know, uh, which he had, he got with the woman. She got with him. You know, it was, uh, I remember, D.D. Moore's is like heavy set white woman. He got with, she, she got with him and, um. She, she freaking killed his ass because you know I mean the man wasn't uh he was a little bit slow I, you know and I, I I remember more of this story now yeah he was he was a little bit slow um you know as for, you know he had like a mental thing it was something that was a little off with uh, about him but he was a good guy and uh you know he ended up getting killed 
um, because he just made the wrong decisions. He didn't have the right guidance. Uh, I think his family should have, you know, guided him more. But anyway, that's all I got for this episode, man. I'm just bringing you this episode today because I've got to put together other things, man. There's going to be some stuff I'm going to talk about, you know, talk about conspiracies. I'm, um, of course, more, I'm going to talk about true crimes. But I want to incorporate also a lot of the, because, you know, I like the gangster stuff, you know, I like the hitman and gangster, I like to talk about that, um, you know, I'm gonna incorporate the, the, the drug lords of the past, or present, and few possible future, you know, go from the past, going from, you know, the Medellin cartel, Cali cartel, cartels all over the world, um, you know, Rick Ross, and not the rapper, the real Rick Ross, the, uh, when I say a name, it's the real guy, not the rap, any rapper, not, not his rapper equivalent. Um, you know, Freeway, Ricky Ross, uh, you know, Frank Lucas, you know, 50 Cent, all the, you know, the real, the real drug dealers, you know what I mean? Um, and real gangsters, Italians, Irish, you know, Nicky Barnes, all of them. But anyway, that's all it got, man. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow me on social media, and I'll see you on the next smoke. Mm-hmm.